All right. Well, we are we are now live, guys. So what? Hello, hello. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we're having a good time over here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another another great episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. This is episode 137 and a Quest Gaming Network production. It's available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's record date is Middas Morning Star, the fourteenth. Uh, now, before we get into anything here, anything at all, uh, first I want to I want to present uh, the the one and only inventor of the Chinese noodle and the thigh master, Rob Rage Philosophy, who where <laughs> whom whom off mic was was uh, giving us a rendition of a, a favorite song of his. Rob, Love would you us. would you please regale us, Rob? Uh, no, 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 no. This, this is this is one that we will release when the timing is right. Oh, all right. Well, I <laughs> I am your host and fellow Tamrielic traveler, and apparently the guy who taped Larry Luster's butt cheeks together, <laughs> of Arwen. <laughs> Oh uh, boy, and I am joined by uh, the one and only. She was pretty in pink when she blew out her sixteen candles during her breakfast club. Liz, Mistress LeBeau. No, it's Claire. Uh, oh, it's a family name. Gotcha. And <laughs> the uh, the writer of things to do when searching for your Baron's Eye stones, Mike, the Tamrielic historian. Who uh. Mike. Apparently is uh, experiencing some technical difficulties. <laughs> uh oh! It's gonna be, it's gonna be one of those, isn't it? <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm gonna make fun of Liz for jumping three times before charging in. <laughs> <laughs> lore, 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 lore. Witty statement. Lore, lore. Make fun of Liz. <laughs> Well, he'll uh, he'll be back in just a minute. Um, until then, though, uh, Liz is going to tell us all about our wonderful sponsors. You mean are you tweaking tweakedaudio.com for quality headphones and thirty percent headphones headphones <laughs> earbuds? They're not even headphones; they're earbuds. Thirty percent off they with are. our code off the record, all one word at tweakedaudio.com. And guess where else? Uh, what else? Too late. Audible. Oh boy! <laughs> Download your. Free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash network, and you can log in with your Amazon account. Very, very easy. Yeah. So so there you go. Uh, tweaked Audio yet again. Um, thank you very much for sponsoring our show and um, and by Audible as well. Uh, Rob, what are we covering in the show today? This week, we will be talking about some of our favorite Tamrielic games. Uh, including Elder Scrolls Online and some Skyrim. Mm. We uh, have some some very riveting discussion topics. Uh, Champion Point update from ZeniMax. Also, we're going to be talking about some little fan-made mod called Beyond Skyrim. Plus, we have the Rage of the Week, Rage's Challenge of the Week, Tamrielic rumors, plus your tweets and emails. So, if any of that tickles your fancy, stick around. Oh yeah, um, that uh, that Beyond Skyrim is is uh, 
really impressive stuff. I can't wait to, to start talking about that. It tickles my fancy. Mm. Um, did you see the uh, the trailer that they that they put together for their three year anniversary? I have not seen the new one. I saw the one that they put out uh, a couple months back. So yeah, it's excited. Crazy. Have you heard about this thing, Liz? Beyond Skyrim. Uh-oh. I, I think I have. Sorry, I was muted on two different things oh. for some reason. I think I have, but I have not tried it out yet. Okay. Well, uh, it's it's not out yet, but yeah, I just got a text message from Mike saying he uh, he lost his connection. So wait, 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 uh, wait. This isn't the thing we talked about last week, is it? Then no, 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 no. That that's a completely different total conversion mod. This isn't a total conversion. Uh, this is. Something a little bit more up our alley as a Elder Scrolls show. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's okay. So you said three year anniversary, but it's not out yet. Yeah. So they've been they've been building it for for three years. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I thought I was losing my mind. No, you know what? It's it's the way I it's the way I worded it. That's, no. That's the way it is. So. Yeah, you're retarded. No, uh, oh, come on. Uh, hey. So so here's. Mike, we've got Mike back on the line. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. All of a sudden, you know, I loaded up uh, Twitch and you know, started uh, getting the uh, chat room in, and all of a sudden, boom, gone. Yeah. <laughs> you, you oh, had... What happened? I was just cleaning it, and it went off. You had the... <laughs> what happened was you had the, button do? <laughs> the crazy guy from Airplane up in the tower. You know, the, the tower, the tower, Rapunzel, the tower. That guy, he's the one that pulled the plug on you, and he goes, just kidding, and... It's <laughs> my favorite part of that whole movie. <laughs> Turns the lights off. What happened to the lights? Just kidding. And Leon's getting larger. <laughs> uh, so, so Mike, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the author of Things to Do When Searching for Your Baron's Eye Stones, Mike, the Tamrielic Historian. Might I suggest that you download all kinds of mods to find where those damn Baron's Eye Stones are? That's right. That's one of the first mods I did download for Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't playing. Uh, keyboard and uh, controller and everything else. Oh, yeah. I got 23 out of 24. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Mike, can you, do you know off the top of your head, and, and, and don't feel like you got to throw it out there because I know I'm, I'm just putting you on the spot. Do you know off the top of your head like a really good mod? for that because I have not collected all of the Baron's Eye Stones and at this point I'm just like you know what let me let me download a mod and just get those things there's one that will put quest markers on uh, your map yeah um, and that's a pretty good one the way I did it at first because I played uh, PlayStation 3 I actually just went to the uh, wiki and printed out the page where everybody was and just checked them off with a pen <laughs> <laughs> I actually had the guide you know that that guide that they would sell in the stores that nobody should really buy yeah. because it's going to change anyway yeah um <laughs> yeah i actually had that <laughs> and literally the they put check box box boxes right next to all the locations I stones. oh yeah wow. so i just do it in pencil though because you if you play the game again <laughs> now now what happens when you have all these check marks all over your screen <laughs> <laughs> that's a still that's a stupid joke yeah, <laughs> but we love you anyway. It's okay. Uh, so shout out to our our um, our fans on iTunes who uh, who gave us five star reviews uh, this week. Thank you very much uh, for those of you who who did give us a five star 
rating, uh, if you if you throw in a review, that's when we see your name. So, it, and I'm bringing it up because we got a we got a whole bunch of like really nice nice ratings this week. Unfortunately, I, we can't shout your your name because we don't know who you are. You didn't leave a review. So, uh, to those who did, uh, Tanner Crook SV and Horf Horf uh, eighty four H O E R A U F. 84. Uh, thank you very much for the kind words, and uh, certainly we will keep up the good work. So, uh, Mike, before we get into anything else, uh, we got something quick to mention, of course. I do? Mm. Oh. Yeah. The users of questgamingnetwork.com can easily send an email to any of our shows using the contact section at the very bottom of the page. Just simply fill out the fields and use the drop-down menu to select which show you'd like to send the menu the message to. Man, I really have to untie my tongue today. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cat you got your tongue? Oh, oh. Uh, we were you know, all there together. So. Oh. Except for Rob. Rob had to you know come as a vampire. Well, sorry, <laughs> I... I... I, I thought about dropping it, but then again, like I really didn't want to have to, you know, drop like the twenty thousand gold it would cost me to respec, and so uh, you, you just you had to deal with my pasty white imperial butt. Yeah, <laughs> should have made you leader. It was easy to follow you around. Everybody else looked the same. <laughs> we were all cats. <laughs> now, what are we talking about? The naked Khajiit run? Yes. Right after this. Aha. Uh-huh. much action oh it's all cray cray up in here that is the last thing that unsuspecting bear heard during our naked khajiit run (laughs) ever so let's let's lead off our gameplay discussion with this because this this thing was just amazing i loved it holy crap so so um we we had this great idea um you know the are uh, the ESOTR Akatosh Guild. One of the members had this great idea early in the week, saying, well, "Ha ha ha! Let's do a naked Khajiit run for an event." And I'm thinking, like, this is a freaking great idea. Like, we've been we've been telling people we were going to do another naked Argonian run. Let's just do a naked Khajiit run, and it'll be fun. So so we scheduled it for just before the show tonight, and uh, and we live streamed it as well. And oh my god, man, we we had so much fun doing this thing it was it was absolutely hysterical you got to get the sound bite of uh, me killing the deer there where you then tried to replicate <laughs> the sound that shrink <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we we met we we started this whole thing off the, the the there was no rules in this whole thing it was there was one rule make a khajiit strip them down we'll see you in skywatch <laughs> Run for your lives. <laughs> and that was it. You know, we were following um, new... Uh, the little red dot. The, the little red dot, right. We were following the bouncy ball across the screen. Um, we were following new guild leader of uh, ESOTR Akatosh, Dame Fan, uh, as he was he was charging like the Khajiit bull that he was uh, through through Auradon. And as we're... And it just started. just started up. And we're, we're running up through these, you know, through the... the you know, illustrious forests of the high fantasy and highly colorful uh, Oridon. And there's this this bear just kind of you know, there's this this 
deer just kind of hanging out <laughs> there. It was the deer, then it was the monkey, then it was the bear. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Liz is like, who's killing all of those animals? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're running. I didn't even know it was you, Mike. I had no idea that was you. I just knew. Oh, yeah. Every time I, we came up against something, you, you'd hear that schlick from the two daggers going through him. And then uh, the sound, whatever sound the animal made. Yeah. Except for the bear. Rob got the bear. Now, because he just magically appeared in front of us and then took the bear down in one swipe. Have you now, noticed see, there? There is accuracy in that I did magically appear because of uh, uh, the, the the greatness of streak, which actually kind of has double meaning considering it was a oh, naked run. So, I, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you have you guys noticed that when you kill a deer, it's got like the most melodramatic bellow it does it's like over any- <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm i'm running trying to keep up with with everyone and all of a sudden out of my the, the my like the right side of my audio device i hear <laughs> so I, some of the sounds if you aren't watching what's going on is hilarious i mean when we were in um the the one uh, cave there and the goblin the sounds they make are hilarious yeah. too you know it's just you know hysterical listening to all of the different animals and creatures as they make their noises in the game it's it's uh yeah it's hysterical so i heard this on the side and i start laughing and you know it was it was a good moment and then uh, liz i mean you know tell us tell us from your perspective like the the whole naked khajiit run and and how that how that went cuz liz always makes a story good Oh, no, uh, I just felt really, really, really bad for the people that had no freaking idea what was going on. And then Dame Fan, our new guild leader, was in, well, he wasn't in charge, but he was leading everybody and goes, hey, everybody, circle counterclockwise around this guy that has no idea what's going on. (laughs) So there's like 30 cats just running around in circles, and this guy is yelling out in regular chat, like, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guy. He was saying, like, uh, what, what is going on? I am so confused. <laughs> he's, he's got, like, 20-plus just naked cats and a, and a couple vampires just running around him. <laughs> <laughs> that poor yeah. guy. He was just sitting on his horse, and he would move, like, five steps, and we'd just follow him those five steps over <laughs> and still circle him. I'm surprised he didn't run away. Mm. I, I, think, I think if there was, you know, like, normal collision detection in this game, I think he would have run away because he would have been bumped <laughs> yeah. off that horse and, and That's just trampled. I think we really need to do like um, uh, one in uh, Cyrodiil where we actually meet up as the different guilds in Cyrodiil and do crazy stuff like that. Oh, oh yeah. God, you know somebody complain about that and they'd be like, they're working together. They're spies for each other. <laughs> <laughs> the Argonians, the orcs, and the Khajiit all running yeah, naked through the inspiring to get me yeah sorry i'll tell you what though i mean we we uh, we had like how many how many would you say were there like 20 25 maybe 30 naked 30 tops yeah yep. yeah 30 tops. You know, uh, naked vampires yep. just just running around here right and and we were we were doing like the hardest content in Oridon, and and we were all like level two, three, four. By the end, we were level ten. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was what was so freaking funny about it is that you know we we just ran from place to place, and then we come across one of those world bosses. Like, hey, let's do this, and the boss spawned, and the thing lasted like a whole two seconds. But as soon as it died, 
half the group just went because everybody leveled up. <laughs> and the funny thing is with these kind of things is it's hive mentality. So you're literally just zerging across the screen, take one swipe, and you keep going. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the time the first person, you know, has hit it, the last person has hit it, and now, you know, he's gotten 35 strikes in a few seconds. Oh, Damn. man. I wasn't even aiming at anything. I was no. just hitting my one and two button because at that point you can only have like two skills basically. Yeah. There was, so I was just moving my camera around, pressing one, two. Maybe it'll hit something. I don't know. Oh, there, there was no aiming. I was, I was trying my best to even. I was just swinging a two-handed sword. I didn't even put skills on my bar. By the time you got a chance to to swing your weapon, the the thing was dead. Whatever you were trying, it was. Oh God. We're lucky if you got a hit in, but I did in particular take that fiery grip just to piss Rage off. Oh uh, man! Yeah, if I ever could, I would find him and steal his kill. Yeah, but see, you, you want to know something funny, Liz? I I didn't even notice because I I don't recall that at all. But if, if I did, if, if if I did, then I I would curse you to the deepest, darkest pit of oblivion, you harpy. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Jesus. <laughs> so now, when we originally had done the Argonian run, I think that everybody was a um um a dragon knight because that was the popular build at the time. So that was all you got was these chains just going out and bringing all of the mobs into the swarm. <laughs> it was hilarious to watch that one. And then after we after we downed in like 2 seconds the um the uh the the public uh the outdoor boss which which if you know anything about Oridon, you know the h- further north of that island you go, the higher level everything becomes because that's the stage of quest progression. It goes from south to north. Um, so we were like, we we're all the way up in the north with our, our characters that had no right being being out of Cold Harbor <laughs> at that well, level. You had every right to as long as you have your buddies with you. I still uh, had the shackles on my guy. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we down this this outdoor boss, right? And then, and then I think it was Dame. He goes, "Who wants to do a uh, uh, a dark anchor?" That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Charged the dark anchor, and I think that was the point where we found that poor hapless individual standing on his horse. And you just see in general chat, he goes. What the hell? <laughs> what is this? And one of our followers went, just let it happen, man. <laughs> <laughs> just accept the death part. <laughs> so, so this, this poor guy, he gets, he gets turned around. And then, um, so we, we go and, uh, we hit up the, uh, the dark anchor. There was nothing that lasted more than three seconds. What we yeah. should have done is everybody should have run around the dark anchor clockwise. And just as, you know, hit it and just keep running around in a circle. That would have been the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we when we arrived at the Dark Anchor, there was maybe four players that were tackling it. <laughs> they were all ranged between seven and ten. And they were trying to take on, uh, like, there was a Storm Atronach that was there. And then we come riding in. And then they spawned, like, uh, the, the double icon uh, Daedroth. So it's like the tier two elite. <laughs> yeah. And that thing lasted, like, maybe three seconds. I would have loved it if somebody was recording, like, a how-to video or something. <laughs> 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 what summon was that that you used? <laughs> 
That, uh, that's a highly experimental uh, summon spell coming to sorcerers called summon an entire, uh, a tremendous amount of Khajiit. Summon three guilds. <laughs> uh, people in the chat room are saying, oh man, I wish, uh, I wish uh, my faction uh, was doing this. So, so we'll throw out there that yes, this was um, ESOTR Akatosh, uh, the the Aldmeri Dominion Guild, but we also had uh, Stendar and Meridia as well, our our DC and EP guilds as well. They were there uh, with their with their um, with their with their characters. But uh, don't worry because events from from those guilds are are coming up as as well. So. So don't worry, guys. It's it's on its way very, 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 very soon. Hopefully this week we'll have an announcement for some new events. Captain Dumas says, I want to do a naked obese orc run. We are planning that, and that's going to be like Shrek's karaoke dance party. <laughs> that was actually <laughs> mentioned. And and mm-hmm. I've, I've already got one planned uh, for Ebonheart as well, so stay tuned. I'm looking at some uh, some handwritten notes here uh, that I had, I think, from... You take notes by hand? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's all over what? the screen. <laughs> we're in we're in team speak. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, this is this is another AD side thing here. We've got Valen who wants to do a PVP event, a PVP training event. Um, that's going to be the AD side. Uh, I want to do the goblin uh, versus humans run, where uh, the EP because you can get that goblin gem, the silk whatever gem. Uh, yes. So the entire group just you know add put the gem on and I'll talk about that later. run around and be chased by uh, other people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, further on down in the in the uh, guild section, we'll we'll talk about some of this stuff. Um, so in any event, uh, we we did that right. We did the dark anchor and then we we ran into a, a dungeon, right? Public dungeon. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah, Fern Gully. Right, Fern Gully, Toothmont Gully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fairies, all goblins. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, so Mike, what'd you think about uh, Fern Gully? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of wet in there. <laughs> mm. My cat doesn't like being wet. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool, though. You know, running down, we uh, what well, uh, took out that boss. We didn't even realize we had taken on the the dungeon boss. Wiped him out. You know, so <laughs> everybody's getting the, the within a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting the dungeon boss group cleared. You know, sign up popping up and then uh, the sky shard was right there and then all of us were blind because everybody went to the sky shard at the same time <laughs> oh that's the brightest bright you'll ever see ever ever, ever. yeah ever. they saw it in on mars i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> there was no color left on the screen everyone was grabbing that sky shard and it just all goes white <laughs> so um I had a lot of fun. That was a great event, and uh, the guildies had a lot of fun too. We did it. Um, we did it all on Teamspeak, and uh, we streamed the whole thing. So if you're in Teamspeak, you know you were you were streaming with us, and um, man, it was it was a good time. It was, it was a lot of fun. All right. Uh, so so huge thanks to um, to Dame uh, Narivar Telvani and uh, Ray as well for for helping us put that together, and uh, for everyone who who was there and came. Thank you very much. Uh, won't be the last one that we have. That is, that is absolutely for sure. Uh, so, so weekend game guys, what did uh, what did everyone do this week? Let's uh, let's start off with with Liz. What do you got? 
I've done so much. I've only got three points written down here because I couldn't even think of what I've done. I know. I've, well, you and I, we, we did uh, – did we have our Craglearn group this week or was that the week before? I think that was the week before. Okay. Um, I, wow, I can't even remember. I, seriously, that's how much I've done. I know I, yeah. I leveled up to veteran level five because I got sick Congrats. of not being able to use – the potions and food I got. <laughs> and that's the only reason. Like, that's why I ground up to the next level because I, I, I just don't like that. I don't like being unable to do that. Most of my week w- uh, consisted of, of, well, talking to people in game and then also trying to figure out the writs. Well, I don't have to figure out the writs, but doing the, the crafting writs. I love that. And I finally got some purple level re- recipes because, you know, you have to be vet five. Yeah. And, and, I, I just agree with everyone. There's no such thing as oats or tomatoes in this game. And if there are, they're bought immediately on those guild stores. And I'm really kind of pissed that I mean, you just you can't do it. Uh, getting, they get bought they, up. They're getting rid of them anyway. When update six comes, they're going to do it. Oh, thank you for reminding me of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're getting rid of it. No, so don't even. Oh, my, <laughs> I actually took like stacks of like potatoes, which are. With my add-ons, it'll say, like, this is a purple level something, so it'll tell me. But I'll take that stuff. But I had never been able to use those kind of mats before. So my uh, other add-on will automatically delete those things. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was taking stuff out of the guild bank, and it was just getting deleted. Oh, uh, <laughs> good job. <sighs> ah. The tomatoes thing, you have to have the uh, third level, um, <clears throat> uh, what do you call it there, that uh, brings them to you. Uh, the hireling. Yeah. Oh, the hireling. And, I don't yeah. have the provisioning hireling. Yeah, yeah the that, provisioning hireling third level is how you get tomatoes. That, that's mm. the only way to get tomatoes. Wow. That, I, really? That, that is that. stupid, but... I did a guild bank, or not a guild bank search, uh, the guild trader search for tomatoes, and it, <laughs> that finally happened. I saw them all, I was going to buy them, and then they were gone. I was, ah! You know... <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> I, if we even asked Liz to do that again, I don't know if she'd be able to. Oh. <laughs> you know, Liz, my sister grows uh, my sister grows tomatoes in her backyard over in Jersey. You want me to get some, get them some for you? I don't even like tomatoes. I just want them for my purple recipe. <laughs> but yeah, so I powered through uh, Sky, whatever. I don't know. It starts with an S. It's one of the mossy, dirty Shadow places. Fen. Shadow Fen. Is that where it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I didn't want to be there anymore, so I went no. up to uh, East March, <clears throat> which, by I... the way, if you can't run to. You have to have a special quest. I thought yes. I did something wrong when I ported to East March, uh, so I just ported right back to Shadowfen. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought I might have typed something in wrong, but uh, yeah, so I finally were, uh... got to East March. Yeah, that's where the Nords are. Right. It's, it's we were nice. talking last night, right, and and you were you were saying that you were all excited you got out of Shadowfen, and... And I was telling you, like, I got no idea what's going on here in Shadowfen. Like, I kind of knew the story that was going on um, in, um, in in Stonefalls. But, no, I, I tend to, to pay attention to, to the story. But, you know, once you're in TeamSpeak, like, I'm so much more interested in what, you know, the guildies are saying and all that. And Exactly. I'm just clicking around. Like, I could care less about what's going on in Shadowfen. I, I feel like a terrible person for saying it. but No, don't feel terrible because I feel the same exact way. I, and some of these quests, sometimes they'll try to trick you and be like, oh, you need to choose something. They'll, they'll put it in red. Like, these are, these are permanent choices. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I have no idea what went on to do this. I'm sorry. I'll just pick something. People can die according right. to my my uh, choice, and I really don't care. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. There was a couple really of times hated that area of the game. Like I've completed all of the AD and all of the EP now, and Swampsville is my least favorite place to be. What now? Yeah. Why is that, Mike? I I don't know. You know, it's right? not like the some of the storylines were good, but it just I something about I it. I, I just I, couldn't I, take it. I, I feel kind of the same way. Uh, what do you got, I mean, Rob? Like, Why? Just mainly, like, Shadowfen was my least favorite of all the Ebonheart Pack areas. Just mainly because, like, when you first get there, it's a new environment. It looks cool, but it after a while, it just really gets old. Uh, and you're, you're just ready to move on uh, by the time that you're finished with the zone. You just want to get out of there as quickly as possible. Where, yeah... Uh, Stone Falls and Deshaun are, you know, kind of bland. There's a lot of volcanic yeah. stuff everywhere, but at least it 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 has an interesting environment to offer. Where Shadowfen just looks like this, it's, it's just gross. Like like I, playing it, I feel I feel like I need a shower. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I love Deshaun. I just couldn't stand Shadowfen. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time in the Rift now, and that's been great. And, I love, you know, I love the Rift in both games, Skyrim and ESO. But, yeah, Shadowfend, I just, I couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah. I think that's why, though, because a lot of these players have played Skyrim before, and when they think, oh, this this faction has the yes. race of Nords that I remember from Skyrim, they want to see that earlier on. And they want to, they just want to get out of those other places. I think that's yeah. that's a lot to do with it. Uh, just I, don't do the uh, the one wor- the one horrible thing you can do, which is go from uh, Stone Falls to the Rift. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> be ver- be very careful of that. So, I mean, going back on what Liz said, yes, you can run to each uh, East March. Uh, it's just not recommended that you do that until <laughs> you're of level. <laughs> okay. But uh, Lunira Tech in, uh, in in the chat room uh, is uh, is kind of sad that we're picking on her favorite zone. Uh, she really wow. likes Shadowfen. Uh, but I think I think Liz sort of called something out. It, it rang. It just I, I feel terrible too because you guys are talking. I'm like, oh, but, oh and I, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like interrupting you guys. I don't mean to, but um, like I'm so into this conversation right now. And uh, you know, Liz had called something out that really rang true with me on the spot, and that was I just want to see Skyrim. I want to see what this what that place that I'm so familiar with from Skyrim. Um, I want to see what it looks like in, in Elder Scrolls Online. I haven't really... I've been there a little bit, but I haven't really explored it. And I'm, I'm dying to see it. And uh, I, that that really rang true for me, Liz. You're 100% right. I mean, nothing against Shadowfen, but I mean, it's enough with the swamp already. I want to I wanna see a place that I know and compare it. See, I don't well, think also, it was swampy Argonian enough. suck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Shank. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, come on. I erect the... Swampy enough, I think, is the problem. I erect the spine of bite me. <laughs> <laughs> so so there it is. Um, anything else, Liz? Hey, did, did our horses talk? Li- okay, I took an Ambien, and then right when I took an Ambien last night, Ivarwin <laughs> texts me and said, Get on Skype! So I get on Skype. All, all I remember is... Hey, I've got to. Fi- you said I've got to finish up Shadow Fen. Yeah, I've got one task left to do, and uh-huh. then I've completed it. Okay, I said okay, I'll I'll join along. And then I remember our horses talking. Yes, do you remember? Uh, that might have been the Ambien. <laughs> Just saying. 
So, uh, sure you weren't playing Rift. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do remember this. Um, you uh, knocked out very quickly. <laughs> okay. And still played for three hours. Yeah. And uh, and everything was just funny to you after that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I seriously don't remember. Yeah, I I know. <laughs> I, I you can, were there. I could tell. <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, "You're not going to remember anything." At one point, I was talking about my cats. Just I was like, kind of, I was kind of testing the waters here to see how how much the ambient has taken hold of of your um your both of your your uh, your frontal lobe there. <laughs> And, um, so I was saying, you know, uh, I was talking about my cats and I was saying that, you know, Brago's really like, a, he's really like a take charge kind of a cat, but, um, he's very poor with his execution on his plans. However, my other cat, Callie, she's the brains of the operation. And, um, you giggled on that for about solid five minutes. It's stupid. <laughs> now, Liz, what we have to do is have a Varwin on a conference call when both you and I are on Ambient together. Oh, good lord! Because we've had back and forth texts before uh, on. Um, oh yeah, Twitch not remember when one of us or both of us have been on Ambient. Yeah. Now, <laughs> not now, remember what the heck we did? Just to just to get it out there, okay? Don't do drugs. These 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 two, okay? They're not they're not abusing Ambien. That's not no. what we're saying. We're not making fun of that, okay? These two actually do have medical conditions. Ambien was prescribed to them. Oh yes. If that wasn't the case, obviously you guys know my profession. I wouldn't even be talking to these folks. So, because yes. well, we'd still be talking though. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he would be reading them their Miranda rights. Yeah, he would be. Yeah. 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 Over Skype. Just like that. <laughs> so. Um, Let alone, it 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 was amusing because I wasn't playing on playing anymore. I was I was seriously logging off, and then he said, "Come play, okay." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so Rob, what about what about you this week? What uh, what'd you do? Oh my gosh, M- much like uh, like Liz said, I did a lot this week. Uh, there's so much that I, I I couldn't even really think of what I did. Uh, Let me guess, you deleted a character. Uh, no, that was actually last week, oh. but um, <laughs> so, but the character that I replaced that character with is my uh, my Daggerfall Covenant Sorcerer number two, uh, and I hit level twenty eight, I believe. I've kind of stopped paying attention to the level. And I you're level ca- twenty eight. You were level okay. twenty four two days ago. Wow. Okay. Um, but I've I've just been. You know, going through the zones, trying to level as fast as I can. I've already done the the Daggerfall uh, area stuff, so I already know what the quest lines are. So at that point, once I uh, you know once I go talk to NPCs, it's a lot of okay, click, 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 click. Let me just let me just go kill stuff already. Um, but I had a lot of fun. But in the meantime, um, one of my favorite activities, which someone added to uh, to my list of in game. Stuff. Th- thank you, Liz, because I had completely forgotten about this, and I'm I'm disappointed at myself for that. But uh, I kind of engaged in a little bit of role play, not like extreme role play that uh, the typical RP guilds do. Hey, Liz, perk your ears up. You might have heard Rob earlier today when you walked <laughs> through that. <laughs> but what I did. <laughs> Was just for fun. We're hanging out uh, with a couple of the guild, uh, uh, you know, a couple of the uh, you know, guildies in Daggerfall, just just dancing. 
All right. Ray was but there, right? Ray was there. The, uh, the the new guild lead of ESOTR Stendar. And we stood right at the Daggerfall gates. Like, uh, and Ray's character was dancing. So I went into the idol that is a military parade rest. Got the arms behind the back. Uh, you know, very authoritative looking. And I've got the Stendar tabard on. And I would see players just running by so in local speak uh you know local chat just you know slash s i would start saying stop running (laughs) people would stop (laughs) and look at me (laughs) like huh and then they would come up to my character so then i would reply move along citizen (laughs) 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 come just completely non-productive but I did this for like an hour and a half. It was awesome. <laughs> it was oh freaking God. hilarious. <laughs> but every man, now we- every now and again I catch myself I'll see I'll see someone um you know I'll see a group in in town like they're doing a, a role play thing and I'll I'll just bust in there and I'll I'll start playing my loot and 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 join in on on the open role playing conversation going on, and I, I I tell you, you know, Rob, when you say that you were doing that and and it took you like an hour, it took an hour out of your game time. I hear you because role playing is it's it does that it's it's so much fun for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, it was an absolute blast. It's like for a little bit we had um, you know a couple people that ran in and out. Um. You know of that area, but for the most part, myself and Ray were were standing there the whole time, and I, I never thought that something so simple and stupid would would just be amusing. It's just simple and amusing. I mean, if anything, I'm trolling these these, these players, you know, harmless <laughs> trolling. But the fact that I actually got a reaction out of them. That was the best. And I like that guy that kept showing up. He was like your fan. Like he would yeah. leave and then come back and then watch what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, he he would he would run off, go do something, but he would come back. And at one point he was like getting all up in uh, all up in my character's face. It's <laughs> like it was okay. Not obeying the law. <laughs> it's like it was almost like we're you know we're having a staring contest, but I mean well, I Rob, report you as a bot, Rob. You're a you're a rare spawn to him. He was probably running around the game about to about to go do a quest, and he goes, "Whoa, that's a role player. I heard about these guys. Let me check this guy. Like, is this real?" Okay, you don't need to go look for role players. I will tell you something else that happened to me today. Okay, role players that uh, want to <clears throat> do more adult things, please remember not to use the slash say or slash yell buttons. Thank you. <laughs> And not invite me. <laughs> but these guys are good writers. I'll give them that. I mean, I was actually interested in the story. For Ooh, a little bit. That sounds good. <laughs> like, oh, can I get on that? <laughs> but uh, what else did you that- do with your staff of restoration? <laughs> oh, real wow. <laughs> wow. But uh, that was pretty much uh, my, my week in ESO. Uh, nothing. Uh, you know, nothing too extraordinary. Uh, just leveling. I, I just entered Rivenspire, uh, and I'm about to move to the western part of the map, which is still early on in the zone. 
Uh, so that pretty much sums up ESO. But I did get a little bit of Skyrim in oh. for uh, for my uh, my rage challenge of the week. I don't know if you guys did uh, did, but I did. Uh, and yeah, I killed a dragon with a shield. Wow! And just a shield. And That's tough. Ha- it took yeah. Me, how did that go over? It took me like forty five minutes. <laughs> Running and hiding behind a lot of trees, and oh, oh man, it was uh, it, it was irritating. It's like I'm, I'm, you know, it's not my official rage of the week, but I, I started raging on it a little bit. It's like, damn it, why did I have to give this one? Well, now, that... did uh, Merrick come and steal its soul after 45 minutes? No, he didn't, because uh, fortunately, at that point, I actually hadn't started the. Uh, uh, I hadn't started the Dragonborn quest line on this character yet, so I was uh, I was fortunate with that. So yeah, I did get that dragon soul. Otherwise, it would be the rage of the week. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I would have flipped my desk and be like, "Art, this game sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh for 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 a couple of minutes here. Give me give me five minutes, Rob, and tell me your character in Skyrim. And uh, and how how you defeated the dragon? Tell me about the dragon, the fight, and all that, and then we'll we'll jump over to Mike with his game. All right. Basically, uh, this this character is a medium armor using, um, or I guess it'd be light armor in in Skyrim because there's just cloth or no armor, light and heavy. Uh, uses all light armor um, and a heavy shield. Um, but I also use one-handed weapons because I, uh, I, I like using one-handed in Skyrim. But it is a spell sword, so no bows or anything, just uh, all spells for ranged and um, uh, one-handed. I only use that shield for dragons, uh, mainly to help defend against you know, dragon breath. But in order to pull this off, I'm also taking alterations, so I'm using things like stone skin and... Uh, uh, you know, to boost just a little bit of armor, which yeah, because you're in that not, that light armor, right? Or, uh, right, medium armor. right. I'm using I'm using a light armor, light so armor. there is the perk that um, uh, that makes it so that those armor spells are a little bit more beneficial if you're wearing all cloth or armorless armor uh, or armorless uh, clothing. But it, uh, you know, with the light armor, I don't I don't take that, so it's a free perk point for me to uh, use somewhere else. But it's, it definitely helps out because when you're in light armor and especially when you have um, certain mods like I do where the just the overall difficulty of the game is increased just by using the mod, I think that's what made this a challenging fight. I had done this before and I, you know, I was able to kill a dragon in five minutes with just a shield bash, but I think I was probably playing on Novice at the time and I didn't have anything yeah. like Perkis Maximus or Sky reinstalled, so it didn't take long. But this this took a while. Shield bash, yeah. sh- shield bash. When you when you uh, go through, you know all the perks and uh, and level it all the way up. It's it's a solid hit. I yeah, mean, it is. You take some massive damage when you when you you hit with shield bash. Yeah, um, and I know with with the vanilla game, the shield bash uh, is is pretty strong. Uh, with the the mod Perkus Maximus, since it's a perk overhaul, th- you still have the perk there, but they've diminished it a little bit, and it, and it uh, reduces the damage of the overall shield bash. 
but I, I believe it increases the stun duration yeah. uh, of the enemy. So with that actually helped out a lot because whenever you're taking on a dragon, it's landed and it's breathing whatever you know fire, ice, or lightning at you. Uh, you can shield bash it, and it will stop breathing. Um, you know, it'll stop doing its dragon's breath on you for a second or two, and it'll kind of help you get in a couple attacks. So with a shield. Uh, my stamina was hurting because it's just like smack, 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 and then I'd run out of stamina, so I'd have to try to get away. Did you uh, Did you take the uh, the resto perk that allows you to only not only regenerate your your health but also your stamina when you when you use resto spells? Yes, I do, but unfortunately, my my restoration with this character is not all that high yet. Ah. so um, yeah. I, I I don't gain as much back. Uh, quickly is like I run out of uh, magicka, um, you know, a little bit faster. Uh, or at least before, by the time I run out of magicka, I haven't gained a whole lot of uh, stamina back. But it, it it helps. It's enough that I can at least hunker down behind a tree or a rock or something uh, for a couple landings worth to regenerate that, and then I can come out and give the dragon a couple more shield slams, uh, and then eventually it just dies. <laughs> so, oh man. All right. Well, well. Uh, thanks for that, Rob. Now, now, Mike, what did what did you do? Uh, what did you do this week, Rob? So, Mike, <laughs> I said Mike, right? I don't even know what's coming out of my mouth anymore. So let's just say Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so for ESO, I actually got uh, kind of um, um, I don't know, like annoyed with the thirty point thing. We're going to review that a little later. So I really <laughs> didn't play a lot with my ESO because I'm like, well, I've already got you know my VR eight character. I have the VR one guy. And uh, so I played a little bit with uh, in the DC with my new character. Yeah, you're not making out with this uh, with this change at all. Yeah, so uh, I was like, oh, you know, why should I, you know, spend more time in ESO playing, you know, until the new change comes, trying to get my character up. And so I was kind of, you know, down about it, you know. And I got my new character, my, you know, my VR one and my VR eight character. So now I've got three characters all in DC, normal silver and gold content, all on Stros Makai. So I really didn't do much at all with ESO other than the naked uh, Khajiit run. <laughs> uh, but I did play a ton of Skyrim this past week. Oh, very uh, I nice. streamed another episode of the Dark Brotherhood storyline. Oh, shoot. Uh, that reminds me. I got to get that on uh, on YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah, I killed uh, the uh, the one uh, um, miner there that you have to go up to Dawnstar and uh, take her out as part of the, uh, the Dark Brotherhood storyline. So I used a pickaxe on her. And uh, dropped her with the pickaxe, left the pickaxe on her dead body. Yeah, what was the deal with that? Where'd you I, find the pickaxe? In her own mind. <laughs> I, you know, you have to go. And at first I thought maybe she wasn't at the um, the smelter. So I'm like, oh, let me go into the mine and see if she's in the mine. And I go in the mine, I pick up a pickaxe, and I killed the wrong person. And I'm like, why didn't the quest tick over? Oh, realize it's the wrong person. So went out and found her, <laughs> killed her with a pickaxe, only to have it crash to desktop. Oh. Uh, so I had to go back and do it again. Uh, and uh, so this time I just killed her instead of, you know, one of her miners on top of it. But, you know, it was an interesting way to kill the uh, person, you know, for the Dark Brotherhood. You know, miner, kill it with a pickaxe. It's funny that you bring that up because when I when I was taking, when I went into Twitch to port it over to YouTube, um, that was the one part that I had I had watched to to check the uh, the audio and, and visual clarity of the of the video. And uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And um, 
I had seen that. I'm thinking to myself, like, what's Mike doing? Why is he killing people with pickaxes? <laughs> <laughs> because he can. I had yeah. meant to. I had meant to like send you a text. Like, were you just like on a rampage with a pickaxe or something? <laughs> like a like a creepy serial killer in Skyrim, or like what was up with that? I'm he was picking on them. And interestingly, oh. still leave the Dark Brotherhood questline. Yeah, you because know, it's kind of boring if all you do is snipe people from a distance, or you know, go up and you know, be a slasher from behind. So it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> so she's a minor. Whole game time like to that. hit her with a pickaxe. <laughs> Some people hold, play the whole game like that, Mike, and you're like, oh, it's you know, boring after a while. <laughs> I just grab a pickaxe. <laughs> Let's get creative. <laughs> creative on how we're going to do this. Yep. Uh, and then we got to see a zombie bunny. Uh, so a zombie bunny. Uh, we're out. <laughs> what? I was on my way back to uh, the Dark Brotherhood uh, uh, sanctuary, and we ran into two vampires. And uh, there was a dead bunny on the road, and they raised the bunny as their, like, zombie pet to attack us. <laughs> so we had a, a zombie bunny running around on the screen. <laughs> wow. I, Soon what, afterwards, I, I got ate oh. by bears. <laughs> what kind of damage did that bunny do? <laughs> it melted right away once the horse that decided to take offense. Oh, it was vicious! It got you with sharp, pointy teeth! <laughs> 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 Killed off half my crew. <laughs> and I then thou shalt count to three. <laughs> One, two, five. <laughs> three. <laughs> so yes, we had a zombie bunny on the, the stream, so it was kind of funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, so I did have I did have Serana one time resin elk. <laughs> Does he make the same sound as the SOL? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Oh, boy. All right. So anything else, Mike? Yeah. So then on my own time, you know, without streaming it, uh, I killed off Mirak finally with my Nord character. Uh, I had enough of him uh, taking the Dragon Souls. Good. And then I started a new Breton thief character to play the Thieves Guild with. Uh, and I'm going to use the blackjack as his main weapon. So it's the non-lethal weapon we had talked about a couple weeks ago mm. to see how that goes. Cool. Let's see if Wait, I can do all of You're playing a different character just to do the Thieves Guild? Well, yeah, because, you know, Skyrim's huge. And I really, you know, I want to get, like, into the feel of each character. So, like, the Nord character, I did the Civil War quest line uh, so I could play as part of the Stormcloaks. Uh, I've got my uh, Bosmer, who's part of the Dark Brotherhood, and that's all he's going to do is the Dark Brotherhood questline. And now the Breton, I want to do the Thieves Guild, just, you know, as a thief, trying to do non-lethal uh, means the way that they tell you in the Thieves Guild. Oh, you know, it doesn't count if you kill people. I don't understand you people. I don't <laughs> get it. I don't get it. I don't. Why? Oh, Okay. You should try it. It's fun, Liz. You know, a little bit of role playing. You just talked about the same stuff over and over and over again. You don't redo the same stuff over and over and over again. (laughs) I like the freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's nothing I can say because I can't. I can't really be like, no, you're wrong. Because I mean, he's playing the way he wants to play, but I just don't get it. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there, well, there you have it. It's clearly stated for you right there. <laughs> um, so, so I'm I'm nearly out of Shadowfen. Um, I just have to complete, you know, a couple of more quests, and then I'm done. You know, lore books acquired, sky shards acquired, 
bosses, dungeons, the whole nine yards, all of it done. Tons of uh, awesome achievements. I'm almost to uh, VR8. So that was ESO. And believe it or not, um, I'm I'm back playing Daggerfall again. I Which one is that? The that's uh, Elder Jenny Scrolls 2. The, the what? The, the one that's like Jenny? The one that's Your like character? Jenny? No. Oh! Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about Elder Scrolls 2. I'm not talking about the oh. faction. No, no, no. Yeah, my, my Jenny character is on... The Daggerfall Covenant. Yeah, so you did have that right. Yeah, I made a connection. You did. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so no, I'm playing Elder Scrolls 2, um, Daggerfall. And did I, get, did I ever show you guys my my uh, my Daggerfall t-shirt I got from the uh, the Bethesda store? Oh, wow. I love I that thing. I've I'll seen sh- your Doctor Who t-shirt. I'm wearing a Doctor Who t-shirt right now. And under- your Doctor Who uh, pajama pants. Yeah. My TARDIS pajama pants. Those. Hey, do you have a map Badass. that's made of paper, by the way? Do I have <laughs> a what? I just remember that video you made where you were doing the unboxing of the ESO thing. <laughs> and you were pulling out <laughs> everything out of the box. And you were like, okay, we've got a map here. It's made, made of paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> and you were wearing pajama pants. That's what made my mind go to that. I, I'm, always, I'm always wearing I'm wearing pajama pants right now. But this is uh, I'm also, I got my Ebon Heart packed hoodie on, so. I support all the factions. So, um, yeah, uh, Elder Scrolls 2, excuse me, Elder Scrolls Chapter 2, Daggerfall, is, uh, I'm playing that. Now, I have it, um, I have it on, on, uh, on this sucker, the, the, uh, the anthology, but I wasn't happy with how the, how the, um, how the anthology packages DOSBox and, and, um, handles the resolution for for Daggerfall. So I uninstalled both Daggerfall and Arena uh from the anthology off my computer and I went to um elderscrolls.com and I I just downloaded the the free files for the game there and uh downloaded DOSBox as well and then I went into the the Notepad um settings for for DOSBox and I just you know, made the made the necessary settings that um, changes to the settings that I needed to in order to get the the resolution I was you know semi happy with, and uh, it's still a little wonky, but um, I'm I'm having a good time playing playing Daggerfall again. And um, now, which one's Daggerfall? It was that wasn't the first, was it? No, uh, no, Arena was the first. Daggerfall is is the second Elder Scrolls game. We had somebody streaming Redguard, didn't we? Yeah, Mark. Yeah, Mark's in the chat room. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mark. Which is uh, something oh. else I got to get up on YouTube as well. So, Mark and myself have been uh, chatting today uh, via text message for uh, Sunday's uh, episode of Classic, and uh, we might try and convince Avarwin to play Daggerfall uh, for Sunday. Let's do it. You know, watching that stream um, was was very interesting because. Uh, the Khajiit had their own language that reminded me a lot of Huttese. <laughs> so you got that same feeling of uh, Han Solo and yes. Greedo yes. in the cantina, yes. you know, getting ready. <laughs> yeah. You, you, <laughs> what was that again? Yeah, you <laughs> had. <laughs> yeah, you had the you had the main Red Guard character 
talking with a Khajiit, but the Khajiit is speaking in its native language. So you didn't have the whole, uh, hello, I'm a, uh, this one is a Khajiit. It, it's like speaking in this. And then the Red Guard's like, yeah, yeah, tell me again. Yeah. yeah so it had that whole Han Solo Greedo, oh. Greedo feel to it. Uh, Lunaritic in, in the chat room is asking, how does, uh, the, how does test two download work for you? I've been considering buying the anthology because it crashes all the time. Well, um, you're going to get that issue no matter what. Uh, the, I think the <laughs> anthology version is probably a little bit more stable if you're not used to, uh, tweaking the, the, uh, settings in DOSBox. Um, however, it still crashes. It's, you know, Daggerfall, Arena, they're, they're buggy games. And, and back then, they just didn't update them with... They never updated the games. So, I mean, there's there's a bunch of updates that you can download for them. Uh, but... Heck, crashes, even Skyrim crashes. on my stream this week had two crashed desktops in that hour. Do you guys remember a time when we couldn't... We weren't on the internet when we were playing games, so there was no hope of any kind of bug fixes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember this? A lot yes. of people don't, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. If it was broken, you found a way around it. Yeah. Or you just stopped playing the game. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons consoles really were outdid PCs at a time, because, you know, they had to run clean. You know, there was no, you know, support for it. You know, there was no going in and making changes with console commands or anything. There was a time where you couldn't, you had, if you really wanted help with their game, like, remember the, the movie The Wizard? They had to call into a place <laughs> to get help with stuff, and they, there was a guy I behind his desk that. with a bunch of notebooks yeah. that would give you. Yeah, I remember that. I've done that a couple of times. It was a Nintendo hotline. No, you did not. I, did yeah, not. I did. Nerd. What? <laughs> I had a really hard time playing uh, the, uh, Zelda, Zelda 2. Adventure. Oh, I stopped playing Zelda because I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Well, you should have called the hotline. I didn't know there was a hotline because back then you could rent games and then they wouldn't come with an instruction book. Well, now, games today don't come with an instruction book, but back then knew, they needed them. I knew there was a hotline because I subscribed to Nintendo to Power. Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo Power. <laughs> Did you have the Power Glove too? No, damn it, I wanted that Power Those Glove. Those were the cool kids. Yeah, I couldn't, no, my family couldn't afford the Power Glove for me, so, unfortunately. Oh. It's so bad. Yeah, that's all right, though. If you go back now, though, I want everyone to do this as a tiny little homework assignment. Go Google Nintendo Power Glove advertisements. Oh! You you won't stop laughing. Oh, no, no. They're seared into my memory. (laughs) Oh, they're hilarious. All right, guys. uh, We've got a a heck of a lot in the show left for you in the second half. Uh, The Rage of the Week we'll do after our discussion topics... Uh, which is imminent right now. In their tongue, he's Dufakin, Dragonborn. Thirty, no, seventy, seventy champion points. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> that you can't. Oh, I've been waiting all day to do that. Uh. All day. Uh, Friday, January 9, 2015, community manager Gina Bruno posted Zoss's decision on the champion system based on feedback they received on recent news about the champion system. Uh, if you've listened to the last two weeks 
uh, of episodes of our show, you know that when the champion system comes out, your character will no longer be gaining experience points to attain new veteran rank levels. You'll earn champion points to spend in their system, which will make your character stronger. Now, in order to convert your character from a veteran rank character to a level 50 character that is just as powerful as you were in the VR system, well, you're going to be awarded a pool of champion points based on that character's current VR level and progress. Stop me now, if you heard this. Can I say one thing about this? <laughs> yeah. This entire concept here, the champion points, is not to reward like players who are just starting out the game or anything like that. It's not like, you know, you're getting punished for not being a VR. This is to replace your VR the VR system. Now, uh, and I know like a couple people when this started streaming, I was reading some of like the the people's notes on it. They were they were mad that it's like, "Oh, everything for the VR the VR characters." Well, the concept is is that the VR the VR concept is being phased away, and these champion points are going to be the replacement for the VR system. And uh, you know, a lot of people were really mad with the concept of the thirty points originally, and so this you know entire thing I think really smooths a lot of that out. Oh yeah. Now now previously stated, that pool of champion points meant meant to convert you from the VR system to the champion system was thirty. Uh, 30 points spent in the champion system was supposed to make you. It was supposed to make you as powerful as a VR14 character. This is what Zoss had stated on, on ESO Live. 30 champion points, even though it was a, a uh, what they believed a good compromise, was supposed to make you nearly as powerful as a VR14 character. Now, based on the feedback the community has given Zoss that Mike had, had spoken about, this pool of champion points has now gotten bigger. If you have a VR14 character, you're going to get 70 champion points now, not 30. So there you go. Um, why 70, though? It seems like a really weird, weird number. How did they arrive to that? So we've got, we've got how this breaks down for you in, in just a minute. Um, we're going to talk about the conversion scale. But first, what I want to do is I kind of want to go around the table here, and uh, we'll we'll start with uh, we'll start with Rob, um, and just sort of you know get your opinion on you know from thirty to seventy champion points. How do you feel? Um, i I think it's uh, I think it's fair, um, because I don't know, like with thirty, maybe it's just because that I I never had really gotten a character past veteran rank three. So I I didn't have that veteran rank fourteen character that had done, uh, you know that that had done all this content. So for me, I I think I I had just accepted the fact. All right, I was going to get thirty because I have a VR character and right. uh, I was okay with that. Uh, so with uh, you know with this most recent update. Uh, and one thing I want to make very clear, because uh, initially when I first read through this, I didn't, it, it didn't register, is that you're no longer going to get 30 uh, champion points as long as you have a veteran ranked character. So I want to get that right on the table right now. Yeah. So, because I, I've even seen in game, oh, well, we still get 30, but it goes no. up, you know, five points per... VR level. No, 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 no. That is not the case. The 30 points is now null and void, 
and it's all based on veteran ranks you have gained. Um, so, you know, I, I was I was okay and I was content. Who's eating a candy bar? So, yeah, I think someone <laughs> forgot to mute. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Ruth. Sorry. So okay. it, it's it's based on uh, we're we're going to get into the into the conversion here, but it's actually based on how many increments of two hundred thousand experience have you earned when this system goes live. It's that's probably the most correct thing to say. Right. Um, it's that's... really easy to conceptualize if you talk about it from the from the the VR level to VR level point of view. Right. Now, they they did, or at least Gina had posted a bunch of different scenarios uh, explaining the payout of the, these champion points based on uh, various levels. Yeah. And w- one of the things that, that kind of confused me for a little bit was that, um, you know, one VR level was going to equal five champion points once you logged into that character when patch six goes live. Yeah. And for every 200,000 XP that you have gained in a veteran rank, you will get one champion point. So 200,000 times five, that's a million. All right, that's a veteran level. Um, So, but what she said, one of her examples was that if you have a veteran rank one, but that's it. Like you just dinged veteran rank one and then you don't log on to that character again, you won't get champion points. You will not get one champion point from that. So you will actually achieve your first champion point once you have hit 200k XP into VR1. I want everybody to understand that. Yeah. All right. Can't make that any clearer. Simply, simply stated. All right. Here is here is how this is going to work. Uh, because if you read the post, it can be very confusing. You need to get from one veteran rank level to the next. You need a million, a million experience. Okay, and we've re- we have reported on this in the past. Uh, one but million experience. One million yes. dollars. Um, Lasers. <laughs> you need a million experience, and it doesn't matter if you're VR one to VR two or VR thirteen to VR fourteen. It's it's a baseline, a million experience, no matter what. You grind a million XP. Bam! There's a new VR level. So, knowing that, here's how this works. Every 200,000 experience points you earn, you get a champion point. So, from 1 to 2, from VR1 to VR2, every two, every block of 200,000 experience that you earn, you get a champion point. Well, simple 4th grade math. So, you know, a million divided by 200,000, right? Five, so that's five champion points that you're going to get every single level. From VR1 to VR2, that's five champion points. That's the conversion. Don't think of it as anything else other than that. Every VR level is five champion points. And if you've got, you know, um, a, a whole bunch of experience into your next level, well, they're going to reward you for that too. So... Here's a quick example. I'm VR2. I get five champion points going from VR1 to VR2, right? There's five champion points. Now, as I'm VR2, I have, let's say, 
400,000 experience toward getting to, into VR3. Well, every 200,000 increment, I get a champion point. So that's an extra two champion points. So when this goes live, update six hits, boom, I get a total of seven champion points. That's how this works. Now, now, why are they saying, so what's the deal with 70? Well, the reason why they're saying 70 is because they want, veter- they want VR 14 characters to know that if you have a VR 14 character, we're not going to give you just 30. Okay, with this new conversion scale, with this new scale, with the new way of awarding champion points when this goes live, we're, you're going to have a total of 70 champion points. Five per level. Get yourself all the way up to VR 14. Math, the math is very easy on this, and I'm, I'm done with math. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, VR 14 is is uh, where you go, and boom, you get 70 champion points. So that's that's how this whole thing works out. That's why they're saying 70 champion points. Now, the community has been very, very, uh, very, very positive about this on the forums, which is a freaking miracle. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah compared like, to the 30, this is very positive. Yes. And I, I think that... that- they are doing the right thing with this. Uh, there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of positive feedback that they are receiving uh, for this. Um, now, it, if if I may, um, Ivarwin, there's a little sound bite I would like you to play. Oh, oh, well, um, my oh my, here we go. Now, ah, what the. F- you gotta be freaking kidding me! Man, that's some bullshit! Ah, come on! Rage of the week! <laughs> it never gets old. That never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we go. So what's what's the matter, Rob? Sit on the couch, please. Look right. at the look on your face. Oh my god. <laughs> I I feel like I'm gonna be in trouble from that look. <laughs> Do you remember how I said that I was content with the 30 points because I hadn't you know, gone into these veteran ranks. I'd level up a character, hit a veteran rank, and then I'd make another one, rinse, repeat, five freaking times. Well, um, a week and a half ago, I had a veteran rank three Daggerfall Covenant Sorcerer that was about... Mm, three-fourths of the way towards VR4. And I just decided, you know what? With this champion system, race really isn't going to be nearly as important as it is now. So, I mean, whatever I lose for being a Breton, I like playing an Imperial, so I can just allocate some champion points a little bit differently. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to delete my Breton and... uh, and, and rebuild as a uh, <laughs> as an imperial, and then five days later, oh. Zos goes, "Oh yeah, the whole thirty points thing." No, 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 no. It is going to be based on the number, uh, or it's going to be based on the uh, veteran rank levels that you have gained with your current characters. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that I just screwed myself? <laughs> Out of 15 and three quarters of the way, so technically uh, 18 champion points. 
Why couldn't you have told me this sooner? Well, here, <laughs> uh, if you had a VR14 character, it wouldn't have mattered at all. Because <laughs> no, poor Rob, <laughs> it's like ah, uh, the victim of circumstance. <laughs> it's like, it's like, damn it, like, Ra- dude. All I can say is race to VR14. That's all I gotta say because that's and- that's gonna that's how you're gonna unscrew yourself on this one. Right. Let's see. Like, I've got a vet rank three sorcerer. I've got a vet rank one dragon knight. I've got a vet rank two dragon knight. So at least I'm going to be having some champion points. But now, um, I am currently trying to get my daggerfall, uh, my, my new sorcerer up to veteran rank as fast as possible before patch six drops. Now, I'm not too terribly concerned about hitting VR one by the time. That it drops. What I'm concerned about is trying to make it as far as I can into the veteran rank so that I can maximize the well, number of champion points I get. What's your highest level character? Uh, let's see. As of right now, it is uh, the VR3 sorcerer that I was running around with you guys. So so grab your Sork and, and level her up as quickly as you possibly can. This thing has... A, update 6 has not hit the PTS yet. Right. When it does, it's going to be a while. So you've got a few weeks, at the very I, least. Right. I figured that I did. I was going to try yeah. to gain at least two levels with each of the VRs that I currently have. Now, so the reason why this is a good idea is because you will never, no matter, you can have you can have all eight character slots maxed out with VR 14s, and there's there are some people that I envy in this world that have that, because uh, and they have the ability to play this game that much, and I envy you out there. However, but they still haven't done any of the quests. They've just gra- <laughs> they've just done the grinding, the Craglorn grind. Um, geniuses, all of them geniuses. Uh, you, but it doesn't matter. Okay, you don't get seventy champion points per VR fourteen character. No, 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 no. You get yeah. if you have a VR fourteen character, you will get the max, which is seventy champion points for this conversion. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that, that's the account cap, right? That's the account okay. cap. You will never in this conversion, you will never, ever, ever get any more. This is what Zoss is saying. Hopefully this doesn't change, but you will never get any more than 70 champion points when this conversion hits. So when ESO update six goes live, not on the PTS, when it goes live, 70 champion points is the most you'll get. And that's when you have a VR 14 character. If you're like me and you've got a couple of, you know, a couple of characters, one of them happens to be, you know, VR7, another one happens to be VR2, you got one that's VR5, you'll get the champion points that's associated with those levels. Right? So so a VR5 character, right? That's 25 champion points because it's 5 per level. A VR2 is going to get 10 champion points. Okay, so 25 plus 10, 35. A VR7, right? Was that 35? 35. 35, okay. So 35 and 35 is what, 70? Yep. Wow, I I actually just sort of, huh, that's pretty funny. I I did that with the right levels. Pest your SATs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Math is hard. So (laughs) you see me like playing with my, you know, doing thing with the fingers. Anyway, so... um, you will receive with those with those characters I stated. You'll get seventy champion points. If you had another character that was like you know VR ten, 
uh, or excuse me, if you had another character that was like VR2, you're not going to get more than 70 champion points. That's the max. 70 is the max. You're done. Once you, once you get up to 70, that's it. You're done. You can do that by having a bunch of, a bunch of VR characters that are, you know, like I said, two, five, seven, or you can do it by getting one veteran rank character up to 14. Now, one, one of the things, plus one plus one, not one plus two plus one plus one. <laughs> now, one of the things that they did state is that it's when you log in for each character. So let's say you have a VR6 character and you have your 30 points that you are assigned uh, for being a VR6. And you play for the next three hours and you gain three more points. Now, let's say you log in with another character who's a VR. You're going to gain more points towards that 70 cap. But those three points that you earned during that playtime don't count in that 70. Okay, So anything that you earn while playing after the, the system goes live, you will have on top of the other points. It's that 70 points is what you're being awarded for all of the work that you've done up until, um, up until uh, six hits live. So, you know, you know, for me, you know, I pretty much did no ESO this week because I was like, oh, I've already got my VR character. Why do anything more? Rage deletes characters because he's like, oh, I'm just getting my 30 points. I don't care. <laughs> You know, but now what they're saying is if we can get characters up to a total of 14 VR levels, no matter how you mix and match it, you know, that you will get your 70 points. And then each time you log in with a new, with a character who's a VR, you will receive towards that 70 total. If you log in and play with the character for a while and you gain more points, those points are regular champion points, not part of the conversion. Right. Now, now speaking of that, here's here's a note. Now, this just this is just for the conversion only. This this scale of one champion point or 200,000 experience points equals one champion point. It doesn't fly after this hits this hits the servers. You log in, it hit update 6 hits the live server, you log in, you get all your champion points, that's it, you're done. Now, there's the 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 200,000 experience equaling one champion point that doesn't apply anymore because experience points has been taken out of the game once you hit level 50 you gotta you gotta you gotta think of you have to rethink you gotta relearn the game now once you hit level 50 there's nothing else after that there's no other levels after that you're just getting champion points this this uh experience points this two hundred thousand experience point equals one champion point is just for the conversion. After that, you're going to be getting champion points as you play the game. But they haven't said how that happens. At least if they did, I, I don't remember how they what they said, but um, I, I don't remember them saying exactly what that was going to look like. So yeah, They applies. estimated about an hour's worth of actual gameplay. You know, like That's going right. doing questing, killing mobs is going to be about a champion point. So what, in terms of how they're going to measure that, they didn't really say. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, more is going to come as, you know, we get closer and closer to the uh, the PTS, uh, you know, going you know, live with the new update. Now, here's, here's two points I want to hit on before we move on to our next topic, all right? Now, if you haven't reached VR6 yet, you're actually, when this goes live, when this goes live, if you're not VR6, um, you're actually going to receive less than the original 30 champion points they said you were going to they were going to give you. 
So when this goes live, make sure if you have characters, make sure they're at least VR6. This way you get the 30 that they said they were going to give you. But you have a total of VR6. Yeah. So you could have six VR1 or VR1s, you know, with experience, you know, know three VR2s, so on and so forth. Yeah. That'd be another All that, that, you know, high school math. <laughs> uh, the other thing, too, is uh, I was reading a little bit on the thread here, Nibling from uh, Tamriel Foundry and, uh, you know, ESO Streaming Recognition. Well, he weighed in on this topic and he, he reminded everyone that said, you know, Eric Robel mentioned end game content such as Dragon Star Arena had been rebalanced for characters with 30 champion points. And is this, does this now mean that a rebalance is going to be required? Now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quoting Nibling here. I'm not quoting him on this. I, I, I read what he said and then I'm, I'm relaying the, the information out to you. This is not a quote. He didn't actually state dragon star arena. Uh, he just mentioned that Eric Robel had stated that end game content is, was balanced for for 30 champion points given to each player and raised the issue is a rebalance going to be needed as a result of 70 now being given so so zas hasn't officially commented on on his response um sort of waiting to see if if this gains any traction in the community my my initial thought is is that they they did account for it but Sometimes, you know, these little details, they don't get stated, but we've seen in the past too, where they've, they've made changes and they were like, oh, whoops, we forgot about that huge detail. Um, and now we got to go back. So, so who knows, you know, it could be one way or the other on this. Who knows if they remembered to do it or not. All right, guys, anything else? Um, starting with, with Mike on this. Uh, I think this is much better than you know our, our show last week, where you know I was really annoyed with the the thirty flat points, no matter if you were VR one or VR fourteen. Yeah. So at least you know this at least gives people who have spent the time uh, and effort to get up to VR fourteen more of a reward than you know the person who just dinged the week that you know dropped uh, to get VR one. Um, you know, and it, it it takes a lot if you're you're playing you know more than just a grind group all day long. To get up to VR14. So, I mean, you know, we've been playing since the beta, and I've got a total of nine VR ranks. You know, I don't know how many Rob has with his eight characters there. You know, uh, and Avarwin, I know that you're somewhere in that general region of eight or nine VR ranks. So, you know, this really is incentivizing you to have uh, completed more than just, you know, getting into VR before it dings. Uh, what about you, Liz? What do you think on this? I'm thinking that the only thing you really need to know is that this is, if you're under a vet level right now and you're starting to complain, this is way back when you started this conversation. You were talking about people that were pissed off because, oh, I'm not a vet level and they get more, you know, this is all for vet people. Yeah. Um, think of it from the point of view also as a vet, veteran player. They're going to be pissed that, you know, all their work has gone to waste, you know, for now. Anyway. You guys made it really way more complicated than it should be. What Avarwin said at the beginning really was true. You hit vet level one uh, before this champion system hits, and then you start earning those champion points. And it's 200,000, you get one point. That's it. That's all you really need to know. Very well stated. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what about you, Rob? Uh, I, I, I like this change. Uh, 
in in spite of the fact that I deleted a whole character um, before they announced this. What but did we learn? We we learned that we're going to stick with characters uh, un, un, until the patch comes out, and then it doesn't matter. <laughs> but what I would like to do at this time is extend to everybody this Rage Challenge of the Week, and this Rage Challenge is probably going to stay for a couple weeks. Uh, we might add some other ones on top of it, but this one is going to stand until patch 6 drops down, and this is the VR Challenge. Mm. Get a character to veteran rank so that you can at least get one champion point. All right. Sounds Chal- good. Challenge yourself so that make it to veteran rank one and earn 200,000 points so that when this goes live, you get one champion point. If you want to continue even further and try to go for the max, great. Do it. All right. Um, now on to on to our second topic. Beyond Skyrim, the fan made Elder Scrolls game. Uh, Liz, would you mind? On Wednesday, January seventh, twenty fifteen, BethBlog.com posted a recent interview of Will Hilson of Dark Creations, the Elder Scrolls modding community, creating the ambitious new mods Beyond Skyrim. Now, Beyond Skyrim will be a series of mods developed for Skyrim that will allow you to cross the borders of Tamriel's famous northern province and adventure through all of Tamriel. Dark Creations, the 50-plus member modding community who have already dedicated thousands of hours over three years to this exciting project, aims to have this seamlessly integrate seamlessly integrate into your current game saves, allowing you to take your current Skyrim player and cross the borders into the rest of Tamriel. You'll also have the option to ignore Skyrim's quests entirely and start off with these in these new lands, which will offer all new quests, stories, and characters as you would expect. Nice. So far, Will Hilson told Bethesda the region of Cyrodiil, the region and city of Bruma in particular, is close to release. So Hilson also stated that these teams are hard at work on High Rock, Morrowind, and Hammerfell, as well as a full soundtrack. And today we're going to show you the latest trailer and listen to a sample of the mod's beautiful music. Yeah, so so this is uh this is this is good stuff. Um, I I saw this on on Beth blog. And uh, we've got we've got the uh, the trailer right here, which I want to um, I want to I want to play for you guys. Just uh, give me a second here to you know, move uh, the old video feed over. Uh, there we go. So I'm going to play this now. You guys don't have to be quiet through it. You know, you can sort of comment, I suppose. But all this music that you're hearing right now, this is all composed for the game or for the mod. This is a mod. This is all built on Skyrim's engine. Right now we're looking at uh, Cyrodiil's Gold Coast. Amazing. Look at that. Looks like Elliot Ruins. Yeah. This is Blackwood in Cyrodiil. Bruma. Bruma Chapel's Undercroft right here as well. Crypt of Hearts, they took some places out of Elder Scrolls Online. Look at Crypt of Hearts, it's rebuilt. Stormhaven. This is High Rock we're looking at right now. Rivenspire Lowlands and High Rock. 
Twilight Temple. Some of the some of the snowy landscapes are not too impressive because you know it kind of looks like I'm just looking at Skyrim. But um, once you get into like the desert, they show you the Alakir Desert here. It's really cool. Look at that. That's the Alakir Desert in Hammerfell. Orsinium and Hammerfell. This is just on the uh, the western border of Skyrim, I believe. I'm not sure if it's High Rock or Hammerfell that's on the western border. There's Crowswood. So you'll be going into Oblivion as well. Nice. Yeah. Look at zombies. We've played uh, Oblivion. Fought these zombies. Well, this is what it looks like on the Skyrim engine. Crazy. A giant troll that you fought in uh, in Oblivion as well. Don't kill the chickens. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Some things will never change. Yeah. Looks like we're getting toward the end of the uh, trailer here, I believe. Another, another minute. Nice uh, shot of the evening here. So, there you go. Beyond Skyrim, uh, they're celebrating their third year in development. Um, they've also got some, some pretty impressive screenshots. I'm going to show you that in a second. Uh, right here is a uh, a demo of Maker of Worlds, produced by Daniel Rand. This uh, this will be in, in Beyond Skyrim as well. Uh, I'm going to show you some some screenshots. Cyrodiil. One thing I have to wonder is what kind of density they're going to have for quests in this. Because, I mean, when you look at Skyrim, it's very... Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, the, the music's way too loud, unfortunately. Um, and no one can hear what you're saying. And using this, I don't know how to turn the music down. I'm just going to pause it. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just wondering, like, you know, how dense the quests are going to be in this. I mean, Skyrim is very dense quest-wise, comparative to some of the earlier games. Um, yeah, and so is this just going to be, you know, you wander around and you find mobs to kill type of um, uh, mod, or and you know, just go visit these places, or is it actually going to be filled with quests? Uh, and what kind of density? If there's going to be any density at all. Well, uh, they're working real hard on this. Uh, if you read the article, it's it's um, it's over on uh, bethblog.com. Uh, and currently, right now, it's on their front page. So as soon as you go to bethblog.com, you're going to see it. Um, density of quests. I mean, it's it's something they're thinking about, something that they they know about, and and they're you know they're modding for it. So yeah, because like with the other quests where like they're trying to do Skywind and. Uh, 
um, was it Sky Oblivion or whatever the other one is, you know, you have to have the game and the mod and the original game in order to play those because they're taking the quest logs right out of those games. Yeah. Um, you know, so with this one, you know, you have to wonder, I mean, they're building this thing completely from the ground up. They're not going to have like, you know, Oblivion quests for you to go do because it's going to be set at the same time as Skyrim. Mm. Um, what do you guys think? What do you think of that? Who wants that? Go ahead, Rob. I, I, I really don't know what to think. Like with, with this whole thing, I mean, like I, I was watching the trailer um, while it was up here because, like, I like this is the first time I had actually seen this trailer. Like, I had seen all the ones leading up to it. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm blown away by this. The last last trailer that I saw, they had done a little bit of Cyrodiil. And I was just like, "This is this is unreal. Yeah. This is absolutely unreal." And I, I, I really can't wait for this to be able to leave Skyrim and and go to these these you know the rest of Tamriel. They're all they're like you know. Let me remind you, they're talking about you know having Morrowind in there as well. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Um, Liz, I mean, Skyrim is, is your, your favorite Elder Scrolls game. Um, you know, of course, I know the, the, the one thing that comes to your mind is the one thing that's coming to my mind. This must be a beast to find a way to, to install on your computer. But that aside, let's say, you know, by some miracle, we, you know, you and I figure out how to actually put this on our computer. Um, and it's stable and it runs and, and, and we could um, have fun playing it. Um, what what do you think? I mean, is this something that you would really be interested in, or, or are you just like, ah, hey, you know what? I want my Skyrim, and that's it. We're all the men. <laughs> We're all the men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they're on their way. Just a giant shirtless brigade of digital hunk, all all for you to. <laughs> they do have mods for that, by the way. Um, it's it's not something I, I would go out of my way if I couldn't install it and it didn't, you know, do <laughs> it didn't install very easily and I was having too many problems with it. Yeah. I probably wouldn't bother just just to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, um, I'm I'm the same way. You and I are the same way with that. Yeah. But that, that's why I was saying like let's just put that aside for a minute. I, I mean, does this intrigue you at all because I'm I'm I want to learn a lot about modding just so I can get this when it does come out. Like that's how excited <laughs> I am. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. It's it seems to me like it's it's a new environment uh mostly and that's probably just the first thing. So I don't I don't I mean, do they have voice actors with this? Yes. Do they have Okay. Yeah. That to me is interesting. That's very interesting. Full soundtrack, all vo- new voice actors. Uh, quests, storylines. They're they're actually writing storylines that take into account your your Elder Scrolls online experience when you're going through like Crypt of Hearts. They're taking into account the storyline of Crypt of Hearts and and other. There's a storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know when. Uh, those those storylines that existed in in these regions they're taking into account what happened in Elder Scrolls Online and what does that region look like nearly a millennia later and and they're writing for for that too so there there's a lot of thought being put into into all of this from a lot of different people very exciting um mike what about you um i think you know if, if it's easy to install uh i will probably be getting this 
Um, the the big thing is, um, you know, it, it as I was wondering earlier, is it going to be you know full of quests and material for you for you to do, or is it just going to be you walking around killing it, you know, mobs all day? And then you know, the next thing is, does it fit the lore? I mean, you got to figure most of Cyrodiil is war ravaged at this time. Uh, between the the Great War with the Dominion and uh, uh, the Empire, so you know a lot of these regions are going to either be, you know, war torn or um, uh, in some type of you know rebuilding stage. So hopefully it's not like they just went and you know plopped no. Jaden Hall out of you know oblivion and just recreated Jaden Hall that way or something along those lines. No, they, they, one of the first things that this article states. Is is that um, they they accounted for for lore and um, it's right here actually. We pride ourselves on our fi- on our fidelity to Elder Scrolls lore, and our ultimate aim is to create a player experience that will fit together seamlessly with Skyrim itself, allowing players to continue their existing characters' adventures in other lands, or perhaps even sidestep Skyrim's story and in- entirely and experience what the rest of Tamriel has to offer, end quote. And that comes from uh, BethBlog.com's interview, uh, modding, modding interview beyond Skyrim. Okay, yeah, I mean, you know, I just, you know, I'm the kind of person who, you know, doesn't want to go into Morrowind and find, you know, that it's, you know, kind of like what we're seeing right now in Elder Scrolls Online. I mean, Morrowind, at this point in time, the Red Mountain has erupted. You know, Vardenfell is pretty much a wasteland. Uh, the Argonians have come in and sacked most of mainland Morrowind itself. And uh, then you have the Great War of the Dominion going on, which has even put more suffering. I mean, that's why people are up in uh, Solstein, you know, or have moved into Hi- or into Skyrim, many of uh, the Dunmer. So that kind of thing. It's like, you know, there's areas where the lore is very rich right now as to what's going on contemporary to Skyrim. And I'm just hoping that, you know, if this is, as, you know, as good as it sounds that it's, uh, you know, it, it takes all of that kind of stuff into account. All right, guys. Uh, Tamriel's rumor section. And uh, we, got a, we got a fun little rumor for you right here. Will, will Bethesda announce Elder Scrolls VI at E3 2015? Uh, the community has been making a lot of, a lot of, uh, they've been noticing a lot of things lately. Um, generally speaking, there seems to be, there seems to be more, more interest from Bethesda in the Elder Scrolls series as a whole, starting you know at the very end of 2014 and uh, and into 2015. Um, I've been noticing on their Twitch channel as well as on on Twitter uh, now that the Evil Within and Wolfenstein: The New Order has been released, and there's no like clear information yet on when Battlecry Beta is going to start up in this year. Um, they've been spending a lot of time with with Elder Scrolls. Uh, Bethesda itself is is making a game. We know that this is a fact that global community manager Matt Grandstaff stated on the last Bethesda Twitch works while they were playing Skyrim. So we know they're making something. Obviously, uh, we just don't know exactly what that is. So trying to figure this out, people have been going back to like the release timeline. You know, when did the other games release and how far apart was that? Trying to figure out like how, exactly how long does it take. For Bethesda to create an Elder Scrolls game, so so some saying they're working on Elder Scrolls Six, others insist it has to be Fallout Four, and you'll see that later on in our tweets of the week. Uh, here's the timeline: Morrowind came out in 2002, Oblivion came out March 2006, Skyrim came out in 2011, 
all right, with four years from Morrow into Oblivion. And from Oblivion uh, to Skyrim taking five years, some are suggesting that we're on pace for an announcement at the very least of Elder Scrolls VI, which, you know, might put it as, as early as E3 2015 to make the, uh, to, for if the game were to come out at the end of 2016. And that would be five years after Skyrim. So uh, let's let's jump over to Liz. What do you think about this? Do you think Elder Scrolls Six? You know they'll make an announcement at, at E3, given all that you know we we happen to know about. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't keep up with this stuff, and and I know nothing about this Fallout stuff. And oh God, I'm going to get hate for that, aren't I? I just don't know. It's it's you know. Well, that's why it's they a rumor. They say it's no coming out, and I say, okay, okay, I'll go get it. Yeah. In fact, if, if someone were to say that they did know, well, I mean, that would be incorrect. <laughs> Unless, of course, they're from Bethesda. Then they probably do know. <laughs> and then they're sworn to secrecy. Right. So, so Liz, so we can deduce that Liz is sworn to secrecy and works with Bethesda. Mm. Call me. I could use the <laughs> Mike, what do you think? So now here's a question. Now Fallout three was uh Bethesda, correct? And Fallout New Vegas is Obsidian, right? Uh-huh. I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's another issue right there, is that um everybody who's saying, Oh, you know, we haven't heard anything about, you know, the Fallout series. We may not. They may after the success of New Vegas just contract that out as a license thing to a, a third party company. Now, so it might be that, you know, what they're working on is the next Elder Scrolls because the next Fallout could be, you know, presented by another company that gets the licensing from them. Yeah. I, I think I think if they are working on, on Elder Scrolls Six well here here's another thing too. Bethesda only made Fallout three. Obsidian did New Vegas. Yep. So who's to say that they're even going to do a Fallout 4? They've never confirmed or denied that, that they're ever going to, to do Fallout 4. They, it's, a, it's a huge franchise um, for them is what everyone says. But, I mean, is it really? They only did one game. And, and Obsidian did the other one. And not a lot of people really liked New Vegas. Now, that, I'm, not, I'm not of them. I loved New Vegas. And I enjoy Fallout Three as well, but um, I mean, with so many with so many Elder Scrolls games at their back, and really only one Fallout game that they've done, you can't say for sure that they're going to definitely continue the Fallout series. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you can't say for sure they're going to continue the Elder Scrolls series either because, you know, by that, uh, I guess by that, that sort of, of mindset, you know, you could, you could mark the anthology as, okay, that's it, no more. But Pete Hines did come out and say that the anthology's release did not mean that they weren't working on any more Elder Scrolls games, that they were actually going to make more. What do you think, Rob? Let me unmute myself. There we go. There you go. Uh, (laughs) let's see with um i don't know like just with this there 
I, I would like to say that the trend analysis that's going on with the four years between Morrowind and Oblivion, the five years between Oblivion and Skyrim, that's that, that's great, but um, I still don't think that we're going to see it till probably at least 2017. Mm. Uh, I, I, I really think that Bethesda's next big thing is going to be Fallout, uh, Fallout Four, um, and possibly an announce uh, for uh, for E three maybe twenty sixteen. Yeah, but as far as even hearing anything, I think twenty sixteen will be the soonest that yeah. we would hear anything. Yeah, I, I mean. I tend to agree with with what Rob is saying on this. I my my personal belief is that I I I think they are working on on a Fallout game, and um, I think an Elder Scrolls game is going to be after that. And and uh, and you'll see again later on in in Twitter uh, in our in our um, our tweets of the week. One of the reasons that that a lot of people believe this is why cannibalize Elder Scrolls Online with another single-player Elder Scrolls game? You know, why overuse the franchise? You know, there's there's another big one out there that a lot of people want to see come out. They want to see Fallout 4. Bethesda knows this. They're keenly aware of this. You know, if they've got if they've got a good idea on how to do Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas even better, they're going to do Fallout 4. And it's it's about time they did. You know, I wonder if anybody ever said that to George Lucas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If the, if the people want it, they, they, will, they will do it. Uh, we've got more on the show. Um, we've got some guild updates for the ESOTR guilds. However, first, before we do that, I'd like to call over to Mike, our Tamrielic historian, to talk about this week in Tamrielic holidays. Okay. Ovenka is the holiday. It's Morning Star the 12th. Uh, is the day of the people of the Alakir Desert offer prayers to Stendar in the hopes of a mild and merciful year. It is considered a very holy holiday. Uh, it is also Meridia's Summoning Day, Morning Star the 13th. In Daggerfall, this is the Summoning Day for the Daedric Prince Meridia. So those are our two holidays of this week. Um, and, uh, you know, I really hope that uh, we start seeing some of these kinds of things in ESO. Yeah, I, I, that's one, one wish that uh, for, for uh, 2015 is that once we get up past all this building, rebuilding of the game and, and uh, the console release and all that, which is another huge Tamrielic rumor uh, that uh, consoles are coming out on, on February 25th, which is, is kind of silly, but that's, that's a big rumor right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was between... Now, Arwen, you have it wrong by 10 days, or 11 days. It's going to be February 14th. Uh-huh. Now, you have to have it available for Valentine's Day, because everybody loves it. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> oh my god, ruining dates everywhere. Sorry, uh, honey. No. Um, I got something else to do. <laughs> I've been waiting on this for two years. I've only known you for six months. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Uh, time real first. 
Uh, all right, so so we've got some we've got some new new things to sort of call out with with um, the ESOTR guilds. Uh, I want to ask Rob first, though. Um, what? Because uh, you, you've been you've been talking with uh, Dame Ray and uh, Nerevar Telvani uh, a little bit more this week than than I've had the chance to. Is there is there anything on the horizon you wanna you wanna throw out? As of right now, the uh, the Khajiit run that occurred today. Uh, was the only event that was in stone and was definite, uh, and that, that has already occurred and was totally awesome. Uh, so what we would like to do, or we'll, at least what, what I would like to do, uh, I'm not going to speak for those guild leaders, uh, but hopefully they will be on board. Uh, I would like to see events like this held by each of the guilds, uh, in the near future. Maybe even make it like a monthly thing. Um, you know, we had mentioned about maybe doing an orc run uh, for uh, for Stendar uh, since it's Daggerfall. Uh, I had uh, an idea of doing a female Nord run uh, in Meridia uh, that would be known as the Ride of the Valkyries. Um, that is so sexist. No, <laughs> it's mythology, Liz. Look at it. All right, but uh, you know, something like that uh, would be. Just a lot of fun to do, and it's just okay. You you don't need to have uh, a high level character to do it and participate. It would just be fun. Um, but as far as uh, uh, each of the guilds is concerned, uh, we mentioned this on the stream earlier today. But uh, Akatosh has a new guild leader, um, and that is Dame Fan. And uh, so, if you would like an invite to uh, ESOTR Akatosh, you can contact at Damefan D A M E F A N uh, to get into uh, ESOTR Akatosh. That is our Aldmeri Dominion Guild. Uh, Meridia also has a uh, uh, a new guild leader, as uh, Shoot Your Eye Out has stepped down but is remaining with the guild as an officer. Um, and the new guild leader is Nerevar Telvani, a perfect name for the Meridia or Ebonheart Pact Guild, is a very famous Dunmer name. So that is Nerevar, N-E-R-E-V-A-R hyphen Telvani, T-E-L-V-A-N-N-I. Uh, so if you would like an invite to Meridia, uh, send him an, uh, a message or, uh, or a tell. And then lastly, Stendar. Uh, Stendar is... Uh, uh, now being run by Ray, uh, that is uh, at W-R-A-Y. She is the new uh, guild leader of Stendar. And uh, if uh, if you'd like an invite uh, to Stendar, you can send a uh, send a message to her. Yeah. Uh, additionally, you can you can send a, a message to myself at Rage Philosophy. Um, Liz is in all three guilds. Ivarwin is in all three guilds. Any of us can give you an invite to these uh, three guilds if you would like to join any of them. You can join one, two, or all of them if you would like. Is it Mike? Mike, aren't you in all three guilds as well? Yes, I am. Yeah, Mike's in all three guilds. Uh, so, so congratulations to to our three new guild leaders, uh, Dame Fan, Ray, and Nerevar Telvani, who. Uh, Telvani is telling me in in uh, in, in the chat here. Uh, my name's a little long. If you want, you can just call me Telvani. So so we'll shorten it to uh, to Rupert. <laughs> Rupert. <laughs> Rupert Grant Ron Weasley. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's not it's not too long, Telvani. It's all good. And uh, and that's about it. Um, 
we've got we've got Valen in the uh, in the in the Akatosh Guild. He's saying he wants to do a PvP event uh, for training purposes. He's got a um, he's in good contact with a uh, a very very well known PvP guild. Uh, we can't. I, I don't know if we should call their name out on the air or not, but um, maybe next week we will if they're cool with it. I haven't checked with them yet. But um, Valen is putting together a PvP training event. It's going to be uh, 12 p.m. on Sunday. That's Mountain Time, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. So Sunday, this Sunday coming up, 2 p.m. Eastern, 12 Mountain Time. Uh, just contact Valen, V-A-L-I-N-777, on the uh, North American AD side, and uh, hook up with him, and he'll, um, he'll help you out do some, some, uh, some PvP training. Um, also, we've got a little note here from our our, uh, our brand new guild lead, uh, Dame Fan, who sends us gratitude uh, for the all the warm welcome that he's he's received this week. Uh, he loves how Teamspeak has been getting much more populated, and will be doing more guild uh, organization as he uh, be, starts to settle into his new role. Uh, more events as well, probably scheduled for Saturdays and Wednesdays, are on their way. So. Thanks, um, thanks for that update, Dame. All right, um, moving along into into tweets. Uh, just before we close out our show, I've been I've looking, been looking for, you. for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your, Your hands, hands only. only. All right, Mike. So, what are the put your clothes back on? The, oh my! <laughs> <laughs> what have they been saying to us on Twitter this week? So today we po- or this week we posted a uh, question of the week. Do you believe we are close to a new The Elder Scrolls game announcement? Your reply will appear on tonight's podcast. So we have a whole bunch of them that replied, uh, kind of flooding here from Skyrim Lover Twenty Nine. Uh, that would be the best news of the year. Uh, but it is more likely they will announce a new Fallout first. We can still hope. Smiley face. From the Colonel Sanders. Not a chance. Like others said, ESO seems promising in that it will have a long life. From Shoot Your Eye Out. Not even close. There is still much new life in ESO, and to compete with itself would be silly. Plus, Fallout 4, exclamation, 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 smiley face. <laughs> From Carnegie Wolf, Mark, our uh, co-host for Classic. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we're likely to see an announcement for a new Fallout game a year or so before we hear about the next Elder Scrolls. From Arakir, uh, although there are lots of fake rumors, I say no smoke without fire. So yeah, hopefully. From Louis H.D. Costa, no, my guess is the next... T- Elder Scrolls game will come in 2017. From Monovan, I wish. I'd love a new single player The Elder Scrolls game, but I think they'll announce Fallout 4 before the new Tez. From Reximus, I'm hoping for Fallout 4, but a new Elder Scrolls would be amazing. I think we will hear something this year from Bethesda. From Jeremy Shane, no, I can't see that stealing thunder from their home home-owned game, ESO, right now. Expecting a Fallout 4 announcement. From MC 
Benza. So from Martin in our chat room. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the Skyrim came out in 11, having the next solo game in late 16 would make sense. Here's hoping. And then we have another tweet that has nothing to do with the, uh, the question of the week. And uh, going through the Tez calendar, 20th of Sundust November is Warrior Festival, there, where armors are half price. Any in-game truth. So call back to, you know, an earlier conversation about hoping to have holidays. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, no, there's no there's no truth to that in um, in Elder Scrolls Online. However, uh, if you if you were playing Daggerfall, uh, when one of these days comes around, you get a uh, pop up notification right there in uh, in your game as the day turns, letting you know about this. So you'll have the ability to sort of plan yourself um, around that fact if if you do, in fact, want to. Take advantage. That other tweet was from Dan Genero. Didn't say oh, that. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> didn't say that one. <laughs> you like our shout out? Yeah. So thanks, Liz. There we go. All right. Well, that is that is it, guys. Uh, that is our show. Uh, you can get these shows again on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, QuestGamingNetwork.com, and of course on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash QuestGamingNetwork. Um, Liz, where can everyone find us? They can find. Didn't you just say where they can find us? Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, find us at questgamingnetwork.com. Yeah. Like us at facebook.com/slash/questgamingnetwork. Tweet us at Elder Scrolls OTR, like and that. catch up with us on youtube.com/slash/questgamingnetwork. Yeah, hey, you can hang out with us live. Twitch, twitch.tv/slash/questgamingnetwork. Uh, we're gonna try and do our next episode on January twenty-first. However. Uh, our next episode of Classic will be Sunday, January 18th at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, the next episode of ESOTR, maybe the 21st, maybe not. Just, uh, follow us on Twitter and, uh, you'll, you'll find out for sure. Uh, that's it, guys. We're done. Time to wrap it up. Time to wrap it up. Time to say goodbye. Let's start with Liz. Liz Nader. (laughs) Goodbye. Did you choke on your chung- tongue trying to say that? <laughs> uh, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> and Rob. Great show, everybody. Let's go get a beer. Yeah, and Mike. See you on Sunday, everybody. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production. Have a good night, everyone. Take care. Be safe. And as always, may the foos be with you. Try not have that be a thing anymore. <laughs> no, make it all, always. <laughs> have a good one, Chad. Good night. To send a deer flying. <laughs> and good.